Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Support WrestleTalk! Give us a subscribe. Hey everybody, I'm John Cena. Hey, it's professional wrestler Colt Boom Boom Cabana. Hey, I'm Double J Jeff here. And this is Rich Swan. Matt Riddle, the King of Rose. Support WrestleTalk. Support WrestleTalk. Support WrestleTalk. Do it, bro. Support Ollie. Support Luke. Support WrestleTalk. Support WrestleTalk. Home of Luke Owen. Whatever WrestleTalk is and whoever Luke Owen is, both the Ravens. Nevermore. WrestleTalk. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Wrestle Talk podcast. I am Chopper Pete Quinnell, and today I'm joined by Tempest the Wrestler. Oh God! I'm Tempest. That was the worst ASMR you could have possibly done. The squeaky bottle round. Oh no! Mm-mm. I take it back. That's so much worse. I take it back. That's so much worse. Do you remember well, like 10 years ago when David Otunga was on TV and he had his coffee mug and in yes. every single segment, he would always just be like, <laughs> like the most <laughs> over dramatic slurping sound. That's such an odd fact to bring up. I, I remember David Otunga with the coffee mug. I don't remember the slurping. I must oh, admit. It was horrible. It was that. Yeah. And he had his stupid little bow tie. And he yes, almost never wrestled, but he would just uh-huh. be backstage slurping on his coffee. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, do, do you remember uh, Michael Tarver out of the uh, out of the Nexus? Uh, do. do you remember him? His backstage segments that he had after the Nexus when he was on his phone twice, and it was yeah. just him on his phone looking, and that was yeah. it. Never led to anything. It's a good time. Uh, it was so fun back in the day, where like. They would always have people just walking backstage and you could just kind of see who was still being brought to TV, but never used. Mm. Yeah. Such a good time. Like, I think uh, there was, there was one segment right after Jack Swagger won the world heavyweight title on Mm -hmm. SmackDown in 2010, where he's just walking backstage. He's just won the title and he was really like emotionless, which was dumb, but he walked by Luke Gallows who hadn't been on TV in, I don't know how long. Where you just yeah. oh you're you're just still here, all mm-hmm. right, cool, cool, good to see yeah. you, yeah, yeah. Um, anyway, Tempest, how you doing? I'm doing all right, Pete. You know, I got good. to I got to do the AEW podcast this week. That was a you lot did. of fun. Yeah, yeah, that was like 
honest to God, I think that was the longest conversation I've ever had with Luke. And mm. not not because either of us didn't want to have a conversation. We just never, our paths <laughs> wow. had never crossed. Exclusive from the WrestleTalk podcast, Tempest hates Luke. Absolutely. Yeah, it was yeah. Uh, it was me who planted the idea in Mr. Davis's head to fire him. No, no, mm-hmm. we, we just had a grand old time on Wednesday or, yeah, Wednesday watching the show and then Thursday reviewing it. Just a lovely, yeah. lovely fellow, that man, Luke. He he certainly is. I I thoroughly enjoy any time that I do the uh the podcast with him. We always end up having a very good time, mainly because something stupid happens on it. For some reason, anytime it's me and Luke reviewing Raw, it's always where something really dumb happens. So it was when Retribution got unmasked and they got their names was the episode that me and Luke did, and also when Cedric Alexander was uh, Gary the Goat Garber. Uh, yeah. And to get and he was like, "Got him, Chief." It's like you lost, you moron. <laughs> Oh, oh God, yeah he funny. he did threaten me with watching raw next week in case mr Ooh. davis isn't recovered just yet he was like oh, oh maybe tempest. we'll just we'll just have you back next week to review raw <laughs> oh tempest Man, if the comments up. think you're negative about smackdown whew, you wait yeah you wait till they hear your thoughts yeah. about raw. it's okay it's okay <laughs> anyway Let's talk about SmackDown, uh, where the first thing we're going to be talking about is the return of Jimmy Uso, everyone. God, what it was amazing. Uh, and we're going to talk about everything that happened. A lot happened on this show. The main focus of the show was Jimmy. Let's talk about it. Let's talk about this Jimmy Uso return because it was great. So the show starts off. We'll, we'll talk about the whole SmackDown throwback thing later. Uh, for now, let's actually talk about the segments. It started off with Roman Reigns coming out with Jay Uso and Paul Heyman as, as they normally do. And they started off by doing a 10 bell salute for Daniel Bryan's career, <laughs> which is just brilliant for, for starters. <sighs> Amazing. And they made it even better by Paul Heyman going like, no, 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 I can do this myself. And he did ding 10 times, which oh was so God. funny that Roman Reigns nearly broke. He just started, was, he nearly started laughing. It was so dumb. Like, <laughs> so stupid, right? So stupid. And if it was anyone other than Paul Heyman, I don't think they probably could have carried this. But because it was this group, I feel like this worked. It was like, this was the wacky side of pro wrestling in the usually serious Roman Reigns Mm. segment. I don't know. It was a good touch. I enjoyed it. Yeah, it it was very, very funny. I I really appreciated it. Um, And then in in a nice little, what could be seen as an anticlimactic return, because normally you think of like big epic return person comes back and interferes in a big match. It's like, whoa, this person's back. This was like, oh, hey, Jimmy Uso's here now. But they made it make sense by saying, okay, Daniel Bryan's gone, and in his place, I've brought in someone else who is going to acknowledge me as the tribal chief, Jimmy Uso. Out comes Jimmy. Um, and at first I was like, oh, okay. Okay, so Jimmy's back. Interesting. Let's see what like, the, the dynamic is here. And he came in, and he celebrated with Jimmy, and uh, celebrated with Jay, sorry, and uh, they, they were hugging and, you know, gave him the the old, the, you know, the thing to Roman, I don't know, the you know, I can't describe things. Um, dap him up. Sure. Yeah, that one. Um, and, it, you know, he was standing with Roman, having a good time. 
And I was like, okay, so he's not even, there's not even like any like dissension or anything here. He's just going to join Roman. I was like, okay, well, I mean, that's fine. Like I would have maybe preferred like a little bit of dissension there or something like that, but I guess it's fine. Uh, Cesaro interrupts before they can say anything else and just says, uh, excuse me, did you say that you've replaced Daniel Bryan? Because you can't replace Daniel Bryan. He's amazing. Uh, also, I don't have any time for you tonight, Reigns, because I've got to focus on Seth Rollins. Immediately, Seth Rollins comes out, attacks Cesaro from behind, setting up their match, that their, their announced match that they already have before. Holla, holla. It's time for Teddy Long, everyone, because it's the throwback episode of SmackDown. Uh, who comes out and says, if Cesaro beats uh, Seth Rollins in this match, then he gets a universal title match against Roman Reigns at WrestleMania. Backlash. Um, <laughs> and uh, what I really liked about this as well is he made this announcement and Seth Rollins was like, well, what, what about me? What, if, what about if I win? Like, where's where's my prize? Which was nice to him to see him not just be like, okay. He actually like maintained his character. was like, what, what about me? I should get a thing. Um, so this led into a match. We're just going to talk about so much stuff because this took up the vast majority of this show. Um, yep. So we'll go through everything now. It went straight into the Cesaro versus Rollins match, which I thought was awesome. It was a really fun match. Really, really cool match. I, I've talked for ages, so you, you talk about the match, Tempest. Well, yeah, I mean, I for shows like this where I didn't really like the lead into this show in terms of like, We've talked a lot about how we didn't want to see another match between Cesaro and Seth Rollins because that kind of undermined the WrestleMania match. And that's fine. But once I get to this show and I'm going to review the show in a vacuum, the show's really good because obviously we're getting this match. Whether we wanted to see it in the past or not, the match is, is going to be really good because look who's involved. You know, I would be more shocked if this match wasn't good. So when you have Cesaro and Seth Rollins have a new match, uh, Sean Ross Sapp did point out on Twitter that it would have probably been a better idea to give Seth a few wins in the weeks leading up to this so that you could just make this a number one contender match. You know, just give a little bit more context and give a little bit more higher stakes to a match like this. But they didn't do that, and that's that's fine. The match itself was really good and you still had the higher investment into it because of Cesaro wanting the title match and, and everything and still having the Usos at ringside added that little extra bit of flavor that we didn't have at WrestleMania. Mm -hmm. The match itself is really good. It's really good. I like really that they good. didn't they didn't do a big swing spot in this match because mm. it feels yep. like they're saving that for the really big Cesaro matches. And I feel like it would be really easy to have that just kind of be his, like, his signature spot that he does in every match that you probably would get desensitized to after a while. And they're not doing that, which is a positive sign because it shows me that they're learning to do the important things in the important matches. And I love that. I love mm -hmm. that. And I need more of it. Yep. That's exactly right. Um, and the action was, was really, really good. Like you said, these guys are really two awesome wrestlers. It went through like a couple ad breaks. It was nice and long. They got lots of time. And I was like, okay, they're going into the finishing sequence. And then there was an ad break. I was like, I'm wrong. They've got loads more left. Um, yeah. And yeah, so then they came back. And the finish got me quite intrigued because uh, Jimmy Uso starts distracting the referee. And while he's doing that, Jay starts to like go towards Cesaro to start interrupting in the match. Seth stops Jay and he's like, I don't need your help. Stay out of this. 
And as Seth tr- starts to get back into the ring, Jay looks like he's going to like, not necessarily aggressively like attack Seth, but wanted to like, at least like talk to him some more or something like that. Went to like go tap him on the shoulder or something. And Seth turns around and just pushes Jay to the ground and be like, I told you, I don't need your help. Stay out of this. Don't you know who I am? Kind of thing. Jimmy, in retaliation to Jay getting pushed over, super kicks Seth while the ref is still distracted. Cesaro then takes out Jimmy, gets Seth back in the ring, r- does like this weird like float over into the neutralizer spot, which was kind of cool. Uh, did a neutralizer on Seth and got the win. So I was like, okay, positives. Cesaro got the win. He's going to face Roman Reigns at, at Backlash, sure. Uh, really fun match, love that. And I was like, man, I'm so ready to be really pissed off at WWE that this is how they brought <laughs> Jimmy back. Of like, no like fanfare, he's just part of the, the tribal family, and immediately he's completely ineffectual in stopping anything. I'm like, man, they've they've completely ruined this return. This is this is gonna be awful. <laughs> I was wrong. I was really wrong. Because we then had a backstage segment afterwards where Seth is talking to Roman, and immediately I'm already like, Whoa, Seth and Roman, cool. Um, and him just saying, Right, Jimmy cost me that match. And Jay cost me that match. Should I be a piss? Should I be pissed off at Jimmy, or should I be pissed off at you? Are you in control of Jimmy? And uh, Roman's like, "Look, I'm going to handle my family. Don't worry about it." And Seth is just like, "Okay, make sure you do because if you don't, I will." And I was like, "I like this. They're referencing really like the story. They're referencing a story that's actually happening, and they're not waiting for next week or anything. They're continuing the momentum of Jimmy's return and doing it all on this night, which is." Mm-hmm. Big thumbs up from me. Loved all of that. Um, And it went straight into another backstage segment where Roman was talking to Jay and Jimmy, just being like, and he's basically just saying to Jimmy everything he's already said to Jay in the past. Anytime Jay screwed up and he's like, you're embarrassing the family. Like this is all for, you know, for for the betterment of me and the family. And as the, you know, head of the table, you've got to need to respect my wishes and blah, 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 all, all that stuff that he normally says to Jay. And then, in a moment where I, I literally like my jaw almost dropped. I was like, oh, no way. Jimmy just said like, you're not going to talk to me like you've talked to Jay. I'm not anyone's bitch. And I was like, guys, they're doing a story. <laughs> it, it was like, it was like, Jimmy's back. Oh, they've ruined it. Oh, this is great again. It was like proper like roller coaster emotions. Um, and Jimmy just walks off and I was like, oh, damn, there's going to be some consequences for this. I'm very excited uh so yeah it started off absolutely fantastic those two backstage segments back to back i thought were absolutely fantastic i thought they were great absolutely i mean this is the kind of long-term storytelling that i really enjoy seeing and we don't often get it out of wwe so when we do get it it's like oh give me more of this just like injected into my veins it's so good like i really enjoyed the seth rollins backstage segment because this is exactly the kind of interaction i want to see between these two guys because they kind of like they acknowledge they have history together so there's like a mutual respect he's not just bursting into his locker room being like i'm roman god damn it cost me my match what the hell he's like you can tell that they've been through a lot together they're both heels now so they're not going to be like chummy chummy Mm-hmm. but at the same time they're both on the same side of the locker room right now and they can have a calm but tense discussion and then just kind of squash it and be like all right deal with your family or i will but we're cool mm-hmm. i like that 
That is the exact kind of interaction I want to see between those two. And then to lead right into the Jimmy Uso segment where we didn't really know what we were going to get when it started with Jey Uso last year, because this was like Roman's first feud coming out of his universal title win and his character hadn't really been established yet. So we were kind of learning what the storyline was going to be as it happened. Now we've seen like eight months of storytelling to this point. And when Jimmy Uso comes in and says that, we're like, oh, you're going to get your ass beat, dude. Like we can now see what's going to happen because mm-hmm. we've been through so much. And that's really good. That's really, really good because it kind of like I saw all the segments on the show involving Roman Reigns and I felt like they were treating the fans like they were smart. And that mm-hmm. is something that WWE doesn't do all of the time. So to see it here is really like really inspiring that hopefully we'll see it more in the future. Maybe that's Paul Heyman. Maybe not. I don't know. When Paul Heyman's involved in a good segment, that's kind of where my mind goes. But at the same time, I didn't think when the Jey Uso match at Clash of Champions was announced that that was like a main event match for a pay-per-view. I was like, oh, that's a little bit odd, but it's a pandemic. You can do these sort of things. Now, I want to see a Roman Reigns, Jimmy Uso pay-per-view main event because Mm -hmm. the story deserves that kind of treatment. And that is a massive endorsement of the Roman Reigns angle and this storyline and the work that everyone's done because you've really gotten me to care about like the individual Usos as individual characters, which was something I never thought that they would do. So Mm -hmm. big props on this night to WWE. You crushed it. See, I've got one better instead of Roman versus Jimmy that I'll talk about in a minute after we talk about this next promo, because there was another backstage promo later on between Jimmy and Jey Uso after Jimmy had stormed off from Roman. And I thought this promo was possibly even better. This genuinely might have been my favorite promo of the night. Maybe. Because this, oh my God, so much tension between these two, but they are brothers and they're like, I'm not going to. I'm not going to fight you. Like, I'm not going to do anything physical to you, but I'm really annoyed at you. And I want to get, I want to get my point across to you. And like Jay was saying, look, is that how you view me? Am I a Roman's bitch? And Jimmy's like, yeah, you are like, just like, not like mincing his words, not trying to sugarcoat it. He's like, you are what's happened to you. Like you're the reason he's the universal champion right now. And then Jay, cause he's been so like manipulated and indoctrinated into like Roman's way of thinking. He's like, Oh, it's all for the betterment of the family. It's all, you know, it all comes back to us. And he's like, no, it's for the betterment of Roman. Don't, don't you see that? This is all for Roman. This is nothing to do with the family. This is Roman just using you. Um, and like, you know, and they just have this tense like back and forth. And Jimmy's like, if you want to talk about family, something that would actually benefit the family, you and me becoming the tag team champions again. That is what we want for the family. And I was like, I want my heart. I want this now. I want these two to be a team again. And I want them to start teaming. And I want them to become the tag team champions. And I'm going to be really happy about it when they do. Um, So here's my pitch. Maybe at Backlash, maybe later. Jimmy versus Jay. Make it happen. Because Roman has to, like, he has to say it. And Jimmy's like, I want to fight you, Roman. Give me that match against you because you're not treating Jay like this anymore. And Roman's like, hmm, you can have a match against Jay. And it's like, I I just want that, to have brother versus brother and just see them, like, facing off. And Jay doesn't want to do it. And Jimmy doesn't want to do it. But they're on two different sides. And it's just, man, I really like this story. I don't know if you can tell. 
Yeah, a little bit, a little bit. I will say that I would have liked the storyline getting here to be, well, I guess better, but we've talked a lot about how those early months of 2021 were just kind of like a rent and repeat uh, Roman Reigns promo, you know, where it was just kind of like, it was stagnant for a while. It was still good because all the performances and the delivery was all really great, but the character progression really wasn't there. Now we're seeing the character progression. Like this is a major, not even necessarily like angle where things change, but it's just like you add another layer onto the storyline. And that's something that I've felt that this storyline drastically needed, Mm -hmm. especially now that Daniel Bryan is taken out of the situation, you know, because now we don't have that foiled for Roman Reigns where they can play off each other and be rivals. Now you have another element that can be we don't know whether he's going to join the team or if this is just going he could end up like jay uso and just end up being part of the family so good Mm -hmm. there's so many possibilities and i love not knowing where they're going to end up Mm -hmm. i like like there's a fine line between a predictable wrestling storyline where they just do the right thing and you can see it coming and a good wrestling storyline where they could go a bunch of different ways and all of those ways would make sense. Mm-hmm. That to me Absolutely. is one of the most just entertaining ways to watch wrestling television because you know that whichever way they end up going is going to be good, but you don't know which way it's going to be. Mm-hmm. I yeah, love that. I love that. Love it. Love it. Love it. It's so good. Yeah. I need more mm-hmm. of this. Why can't all the storylines be this good? <laughs> I know. <laughs> God. Uh, then we had another couple uh, backstage promos as well. Uh, Reigns just saying to Heyman, bring me my cousin. Heyman's just like, uh, which one? And Reigns just gives him a death stare. And he's like, I understand. No worries. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go do that. And just like walked off, which was great. And it was just him getting Jey Uso and just being like, look, we, I... I need to figure out where Jimmy's head's at. And we need to find this out right now. I'm going to go out to the ring and I'm going to find this out. Which led into the main event segment, which was Reigns and Jay and Heyman coming out, much like at the start of the show. And Reigns just says, it's not how I envision tonight going. And Jimmy Uso is not going to wait any longer. He just comes straight out and interrupts. And again, just the little thing of him just interrupting Roman Reigns. I'm like, oh. It's gonna be consequences for that. <laughs> like it's just the 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 levels of the story that we've been told months and months and months is that Roman doesn't forget stuff and he's going to make him pay for that. Um Jimmy interrupting and just says, shows a clip from Helen Cell and just being like, Look, don't don't you remember Jay? Don't you remember this? That you didn't say I quit to him. You only quit for me. And now I'm here telling you that you're in the wrong place. You shouldn't be by his side. And now you can't you can't see what I'm saying. Like, oof, man. Also, lovely little subtle thing of Jimmy wearing the Usos merch. Day one-ish, you know, the whole Usos with together Usos and Jay just wearing his right-hand man main event Jay Uso t-shirt. I'm like, man, this is... It's the little things. It's the little it's... details that make mm-hmm. it better. Like that sort of thing. Because mm-hmm. they don't... Those aren't things that they point out. But subliminally, you think about it where, oh, yeah, you just look at it. It says right hand man and you just see like a company man. They're not a company per se, but he's someone who has been indoctrinated into this role. Oh, it's mm-hmm. so good. And I love so I love them bringing up Hell in a Cell mm-hmm. because how, how often do we see things like that where, oh, that happened two weeks ago, pal. Nobody remembers that. 
push it out of the way, never bring it up. To bring up the past makes it feel like that was important. And for Mm -hmm. the important moments of the storyline to be brought up again and treated as important makes them feel important. And that makes everything feel more important. Yeah. And speaking of important, oh man, Reigns had a line next that I literally had to pause the show for a second. I was like, I need to to savor this line for just a second because this was brilliant. Of him just saying, Jimmy, you have to fall in line. You have to acknowledge me. It's the same stuff that he used to say to Jey Uso before Clash of Champions, before... um, before Hell in a Cell. You have to fall in line, you have to acknowledge me, or you can take your ass home, you can turn on the TV, and you have to explain to your family why you're not here alongside the Uso. And I had to pause, and I was like, against the... alongside the Uso? Oh, that is... that cuts me deep, and I'm not mm-hmm. Jimmy Uso. Oh, man. that I, I loved that line so much. And Jimmy just walks away. He just gets out the ring and he's looking kind of like conflicted. He doesn't know what to do. He gets onto the ramp and he stops and he's thinking about it. And Jay goes out to try and console him and talk to him. And then Cesaro comes out and attacks Reigns in the ring. And Jey Uso turns around as if he wants to go back and help. And Jimmy grabs his arm to stop him going back. And he says, no, you don't need to, you don't need to protect him from this. Jay shakes it off and runs back into the ring. And Jimmy looks like he turns around again, like he's going to walk away and leave him. And he stops and he's thinking. And he runs into the ring to try and help the situation and immediately gets uppercutted by Cesaro. And Cesaro leaves all three of them laying, hits him with neutralizers and uppercuts and all sorts, and looks awesome coming out of it and walks off. And the show ends. And I'm like, God, this is so good. Just having Jimmy conflicted with his decisions and he made the decision to help the family, which immediately led him to getting completely trounced. Like, I just want to see next week's show. I want to see what the fallout's going to be. I want to see what Jimmy's thinking. I want to see what Reigns is thinking. Because, like, Jimmy did come back to help at the end of the day. And Reigns has probably got to acknowledge that. But also, Jimmy did some stuff from this week that he's not going to like. Like, interrupting him and walking out on him and talking back to him. So there's going to be consequences for that. I don't know what's happening. And I love all of it. Tempest, I really like this story. I really, really like this story. I, I do too, Pete. I do too. I loved that they made Cesaro look strong throughout mm. all of this because it would be very easy to forget about Cesaro as a character in this storyline, given how much else happened on the show. But to have that little extra bit at the end where he lays them all out and does it in a smart way where mm-hmm. he managed to attack Roman while the other two had their backs turned. So that's still a fair fight, but he's not going to be stupid and just run in and try and fight all three at once and then took out all three one after another. It just made him look like a smart baby face, which should always be the goal. You can't have a stupid baby face. And then he's able to actually do it. So he looks strong and smart that's so good like the good treatment of cesaro is so jarring to me after Mm. all these years because if you told me that cesaro was going to challenge roman reigns for the universal title a few months ago 100 percent, i would have said oh he's getting beaten up on tv every week like that's that's just oh it's cesaro that's how they're gonna book cesaro but no that's not what's happening and it's fantastic i don't know why they can't book their baby faces more like this more often but i will absolutely take it when it happens here it's so good and this whole storyline is so good that so good 
like this is the kind of stuff that makes me really enjoy wrestling is those mm-hmm. week to week matches and segments and storylines that make me want to watch the next week you yes. know and for a long time i wasn't getting that so i'm going to be like really happy to see this as long as they can keep the intrigue up with this jimmy uso storyline and that mm-hmm. promo man like oof oof I saw someone in the chat say that it was reminiscent of when um, when Jey Uso last year said, uh, you know what they ask me? Which one are you? Mm-hmm. Where it's like, ooh, that cuts deep. That yeah. cuts deep. You can feel the real emotion in there. And if yeah. somebody said, yeah, he's the Uso now, that would hurt. That would yeah. hurt a lot. It's, and it's such a nice parallel to have that promo being like, no one can tell me apart from my brother. And now Roman literally acknowledges him as different from his brother. It's just so good. Oh, it's it's, so, it's so good on so many levels, too, because not only is Roman saying that to be a dick, mm. but he's also kind of right. And that yeah. Jey Uso is now the recognizable Uso because he's with Roman. Mm-hmm. And that, like... That lends credence to what he's saying, where if you join me, you will be better off. Because it's true. Like, yeah, Jey Uso might just be helping him out and might still be getting his ass beat. But it's undeniable that he is a better wrestler and better character now because he's associated with Roman. Yeah, dude. That's brilliant, man. That is is such a complex, layered storyline. Oh. If, if you, if anyone's been reading the Wrestle Talk magazine, by the way, you'll note that in my in my little sections on the Wrestle Talk magazine of like wrestler of the month, TV storyline of the month, TV match of the month, and all that stuff, more often than not, the majority of my picks surround Roman Reigns because he's probably like my favorite thing going. And occasionally, you know, they'll they'll be like, you know, the you know the the Britt Baker um, Thunder Rosa fight was like TV match of the month and stuff like that, but. In this latest issue that's coming out soon, every single pick is Roman Reigns because <laughs> it's just so good. It's like TV match of the month, it's Roman Reigns versus Daniel Bryan. Wrestler of the month, it's Roman Reigns. Storyline, it's Roman Reigns versus Cesaro and Daniel Bryan. Like it's it's all Roman because this is genuinely one of my favorite things right now. It's just I just can't get enough of it, and I don't know where the story's going, and I want to see more of it. I don't know whether Jimmy's going to be the reason that Cesaro doesn't win at Backlash, like Jimmy finally joins the family and he costs Cesaro the title, or unintentionally costs Cesaro the title, or he just actively goes against Roman and Cesaro wins. It's not going to happen, but you know, it's it's a possibility. I don't know. I don't know where the story's going, and I can't get enough of it, and I love it, and I feel like we do need to stop talking about this because we've been talking for 25 minutes already. Yeah, but this was like half the show, too, so it I was. think we can it get was. away with it. One final okay. point I will say about it, because you just brought up the Backlash match, that how often do we see these matches that either have a guest referee or have someone Mm -hmm. be the special enforcer and you know, it'll be a good match, but you are just waiting for that person to get involved. And in a sense, like that's the real story and push of the match where it's like, okay, nothing's really going to matter until that person gets involved. This is like the good version of doing that where I want to see how this storyline resolves because it could go a number of different ways. Maybe he costs Roman the title. Would that not be Mm -hmm. just like the biggest thing ever for Cesaro to win this title? Like, Oh, it's so good. And to have all of this revolving around a pay-per-view main event 
against someone like Cesaro that we kind of want to see succeed. Mm-hmm. It's like all of the layers of a great storyline blending together at the right time. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. Can you tell we like this all show? Right. <laughs> yeah, man. Oh, so good. I'm gonna do two very quick negatives. I know people in the in the comments have just been talking about how positive I'm being and stuff. I can't ha- I can't be completely positive, otherwise I go against my entire gimmick. So two very quick and small negatives. Um, when Cesaro was attacking Reigns and that whole segment was going down, the amount of camera cuts was obnoxious. Oh it my god! Just, it was oh. awful. Sort it out. God, it was like it genuinely like nauseating to watch it, and I was like. I want to see what's actually happening. Please just calm down. Um, also, less of a negative, but I still think it needs it needs a bit of work. I don't like the neutralizer. I don't. It feels like when Cesaro is doing like his big kind of like when he was beating up all three of them and trying to do quick neutralizers and all of them, it's not a quick move, and it felt like it was a bit like rushed and some of the impact was lost a little bit. I'd, I'd rather he either just uppercutted them and left it at that or changed the neutralizer to something else. Or it just feels like there's, there's a little bit of a disconnect. It's not my favorite move. I love Cesaro mm. and I love his uppercuts and it's basically everything else he does. Just the neutralizer wasn't quite there for me in like a quick yeah. beatdown segment like this. I think you're allowed to have that opinion. I think that's a pretty common opinion that people don't really like the neutralizer. I'm not like a, a huge hater of the move. It's all, it's like, it's fine, but I think you could do like a pop-up uppercut move. That would be like a really satisfying finisher. Or I know they don't really do pile drivers, but have them do a gotch style pile driver. Like it's the same setup with the, like the underhook awesome. type move, lift him up and pile drive him Cause he's like, I feel like indie stars kind of get away with doing stuff like that more often. I don't know if that's just me, but I feel like people like CM Punk, Daniel Bryan, Cesaro could really get away with doing like a pile driver. Cause at this point, I feel like it's kind of like an indie move. Cause aside from the undertaker, like no one hits pile drivers in WWE. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? 
helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Let's see what you guys thought, because otherwise we could keep talking about it for ages, but we shouldn't. Um, so let's uh, let's get into some of these. Uh, DN Trin said, uh, if Blood and Guts is a one-match show, this episode of SmackDown is a one-segment show. Brilliant work from Jimmy J and the Tribal Chief Roman. Well, it was a one-story show. That much is for sure. Yes. Not necessarily. It's, um, yeah, it's... Uh, uh, it, it was the whole story surrounding Jimmy, but it was like most of the most of the show. Yes, um, that's why it was good, because they had all of their segments throughout the show. Mm-hmm. It was like all of the all of the Roman Reigns, like you're right, all of the Roman Reigns stuff made this show good, but it's because the mm-hmm. Roman Reigns stuff happened at the beginning and and then sprinkled throughout the middle. Yeah. And like I, I saw some people on the, the editor review that I did earlier being like, why is it a problem when like MVP has four segments on Raw, but it's fine when this stuff had takes up all the segments on SmackDown? And I'd say that the difference is that this actually progressed the story throughout the whole show rather than it just being repeats of the same thing, or it's just mm-hmm. like but, but, but I'm going to say a thing. This one actually had a purpose for every single segment throughout the show and it actually furthered a, a show long story. Yeah, I never felt watching these segments like they were just there to kill time. And that's how I feel anytime I watch Raw, where, oh, this is just a segment to get, get through some of this three hour block that we're trying to mm. sift through, you yeah. know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Everything um, here had a purpose. Goodness me, we're going to need to hurry up with these ultra chats because there's a few of them. Uh, Charles oh Burke says, one thing that may get glossed over is the difference of how Roman talks to his family and how he talks to Seth. He talks to, sec- uh, talks to Seth like he's a brother and an equal, while he talks to his real family like petulant children that need to follow dad's rules. Good point. Yeah, like Tempest was saying, it's like that like that mutual respect between them, which mm-hmm. he doesn't have for, for Jimmy and Jay. Great. Loved it. Um. Anthony Velasquez says, I think it was genius how they brought Jimmy back. He ain't taken any crap from Roman as it as it should be since Roman choked him out the last time we saw him. Yep. Smart storytelling. Like, how easy would it be to just forget about all that that happened and just put him with the group? That's what they would do, like, so many times. But they're not doing that, and it's great. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, yeah. Uh, Survivor1993 says, do you guys think we're going to get a Jimmy versus Jay match down the line? And if so, how do you think the match will go? Also, when is Russell Talk uh, uh, going to be releasing Intangibles merchandise? No comment on the last bit. Um, Jimmy versus Jay, I'd love to see. I don't know when it would be. I don't think it should be a backlash. I feel like there should be some sort of Jimmy dissension at backlash. Like he does something against Roman's wishes at backlash. And that leads to more tension between them. And at least like a Jimmy versus Jay match. Maybe Jimmy versus Jay should even be on SmackDown, not on pay-per-view. And you just have 
a Jimmy versus Jay thing on SmackDown, which leads to a Jimmy versus Roman match if they need it, or that, or maybe that's the combination. Maybe that's the turning point for Jimmy actually joining the family. Maybe reluctantly at first, I don't know. Um, but yeah, that's why I'd say this. This feels like a storyline that could be like a slow burn where you don't necessarily need to do the big Jimmy J match at the pay-per-view that's a week away. You mm. know, like you can wait until the pay-per-view after that. And who knows? Like there's so many different possibilities. I do think that a match should come between the two. But if they take their time and wait to do it, I don't think that's a negative at all. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. Uh, Garrett Albright says, uh, oh, with a very generous donation. Thank you very much, Garrett. Uh, it says, God, this Tribal Chief storyline is amazing. I can see from here the Mysterios win the tag titles and then they feud with the Usos once Jimmy acknowledges him. Absolutely. Family versus family. Roman could corrupt Dom leading to the heel turn. Mysterio versus Mysterio. That's interesting. I don't know if that's the way to go personally, um, but I would love to see, yeah, the Usos beat the Mysterios. I think that'd be really cool. Yeah, I think that is the natural way to go because if the Mysterios mm-hmm. don't win the tag titles at Backlash, I'm going to be just ugh, like, what? what's yeah. the point? Who cares about the tag titles? So put them on mm-hmm. the team that people actually like. Yeah. I think a match between the Mysterios and the Usos makes all the sense in the world because you can do the family mm-hmm. thing and, and all that. I don't necessarily think I see like Dom uh, turning on Ray and joining Roman or anything like that. But the match and the lead into that, I fully agree with. And even if he does, I think there's potential there for Roman to, like, get in Dom's head kind of thing. I would never have Dom, like, join Roman or anything, but him just being like, hey, you're right, I am better than my dad. My dad's a has-been, kind of thing. Him being, like, corrupted, leading to a heel turn. I could see that. It could work, if they do it right, which I'm sure they could. Uh, we'll do last Ultra Chat for now, before we get into the the rest of the show, because we've been going for 35 minutes already. Uh, Anirag Srivastava, sorry if I butchered that, Absolutely loved the Roman J. Uso storyline. Uh, also, as you said, there are so many possibilities. And to actually top it off, uh, something which got missed here is how Seth is still pissed at Jimmy. Layers. Here's how Seth is still pissed at Jimmy. Layers. It, uh-huh. Who got missed here is how Seth is still pissed at Jimmy. And Something which got missed here is how Seth is still pissed at Jimmy. Yeah, we mentioned we that, didn't, didn't we? Yeah, we didn't miss that, but it is it is a good extra layer to the to yes. the story. That Absolutely. honestly, I don't I would think that one of them would have to turn, and in that case it would probably be Seth, but I think that Roman Seth could be the SummerSlam match. That could be really interesting. Yeah. Like this I mean, this would be a really good first detail that leads into a rivalry between them. Absolutely, yeah. And to top it off as well. He wasn't being a babyface by doing it, but Seth did want to win under his own merit. Mm-hmm. He literally didn't want to take outside help. It's kind of a babyface thing to do. Kinda. He had very heelish motivations for it, but it's a babyface thing to do. So maybe we're seeing him in that babyface light a little bit more. Who knows? I hope, I hope so. I'm ready for something new for Seth Rollins. Mm, yeah, same. I, I've loved his character, but babyface would be all right. Anyway, we'll get into the rest of your Ultra Chats later on. But first, uh, don't worry, we will get through every single one of your Ultra Chats before we end the show today. WrestleTalk.com forward slash support if you want to get in your messages that we will read out before the end of the show. Uh, For now, let's talk about the rest of the show, which we'll have to do relatively quickly. 
because we've overrun talking about Jimmy because it was great. So now you've had your happy Pete. You've had your really fun times. You've had the guy that's just really positive about everything. Get ready for regular Pete because he's back. <laughs> I don't <laughs> want to talk about the rest of the show. So it was the, it was a throwback SmackDown of this one. It was the old school throwback SmackDown, which didn't make any sense because no. they had all the branding from like the 80s stuff and they're showing the crowds from the 80s and the fans with the foam fingers being like Hulk rules and all that stuff, you know, classic 80s crowds, which has nothing to do with SmackDown. And then they had the old school WWF logo, which they obviously turned into the WW logo to, to make it not WWF, which also has nothing to do with SmackDown. And like the graphics through the whole show had nothing to do with SmackDown. It was just, it's just a bit rubbish, wasn't it? Yeah, this felt to me like, because I think they said that this was throwback on Fox. So maybe they were just like, oh, well, I guess we have to do it too. Here's some, here's Teddy Long, you know, but, oh God, this felt like such a half-baked throwback SmackDown. Mm. Like, yeah, I know that they gave us like the, the graphic of the fist and all that, mm -hmm. but like, if you know you're going to do a throwback, smackdown and maybe they just didn't maybe they didn't know that they were yeah. doing this until a week ago but can you try a little bit harder that fist is in a warehouse somewhere can you not just bring it out for one thing like how much fun would that have been to just see the old smackdown set i don't know it just felt like they didn't really do anything here like mm -hmm. we you had pat mcafee and 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 michael cole in different uh different suits and they had the referees in in the blue shirts i like that touch that was a nice little easter egg and they had an ico pro commercial which did make me lose it i will be perfectly yes yes <laughs> <laughs> absolutely but yeah i don't know there just wasn't enough there for it to be like a big branded show you know it was just yeah. like oh, it was a throwback smackdown yeah and it was like they they played clips from some of SmackDown's highlights through the show, which was, you know, here's the first ever main event. Here's Stone Cold and Booker T in the supermarket. Here's Brock Lesnar and Big Show collapsing the ring. And like, that's fine. It's fun. But like, if you're going to do the throwback episode, and I know this is difficult in a pandemic, which really begs the question, why are you doing a throwback episode? But to have like people come back, you know, legends of the past, you know, like like they normally do for the old school shows. Where, you know, where like was that. Edge for this? <laughs> it's Edge. It's Edge, it's Mr. Smackdown. <laughs> yeah. Like you oh, barely even talked about Rey Mysterio being there. Mm. And Rey Mysterio is another like face of Smackdown. I don't know. Yeah. Eh, Whatever. It's fine. Whatever. It didn't it, it was fairly inoffensive on the show. They just could have done better with it. it like you said, it's very half-baked, yeah. but it was fine. Um, we talked about all the opening stuff uh with that. After that, we had a backstage segment with uh Teddy Long and Sonia Deville backstage. Teddy Long was just the replacement for Adam Pierce this week. He was just there. Um Sammy's <laughs> Sammy Zayn came in. And Sammy will never fail to make me laugh because he's the best. Uh, and was basically saying like, oh, you're you're an outsider. You don't know anything about this whole conspiracy that's been going on. So if you want to give me the title match that I want for the Intercontinental Championship, that would be great. And Teddy Long was like, can't do that, player, because I've already made a 10-man tag team match tonight. And it's Big E, Kevin Owens, the Street Profits, and Shinsuke Nakamura versus King Corbin, Alpha Academy, uh, Apollo, and Sammy as the, the two teams. And uh, and Sammy 
reluctantly joining in on Dancing with Teddy Long made me laugh out loud. Of him just being like, I don't want to do this, but it's Teddy Long dancing in front of me and I kind of have to. Was just, he's just the best. I love Sammy so much. Um, it's definitely <laughs> infectious, that dance. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, I thought it was very funny. And Teddy Long saying things like, you'll go one on one with the Undertaker. I was like, okay, that's kind of, yeah, that's all right. That's funny. Yeah. Yeah. I, it's become such a meme over the last like 10 years where for a while it was it was not done ironically he just booked people in tag team matches and yep. made them go one-on-one with the undertaker yeah, and now it's a thing. joke yeah. you know but it's yeah, it's, 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 it's kind of like war games for regal like at first he was just announcing war games and now they're like oh it's a meme that people like yeah do it do it more and it comes out and then they hype it up and then him just going war games and everyone goes hey he said the thing it's like say yeah. the line but all the time yeah <laughs> great um yeah this was fine uh we then had a decent little match between ruby riot and carmella um it was pretty short thought it was fairly inoffensive Thought i had a fun little ending sequence of them doing uh sequences of roll-ups back and forth which led into a really smooth transition into the code of silence and uh, carmella got the tap out win Thought it was all right it was good yeah in like for just a segment it was fine but i thought the presentation of like the women on this show was not mm. particularly good I, I thought the bailey and bianca belair segment that we'll get to was like the only good use of the women on this show because otherwise like this is like a three minute match and kind of like i get you gotta bring carmella back and everything because she hasn't really been on tv but not a whole lot here and then you, of course, had the wonderful Reginald stuff later in the show, which I'm sure we'll get to. But would have liked a little bit more effort into a lot yeah. of this. I mean, I, I think this is fairly inoffensive. Like it just it gave Carmella a win. And I think sometimes you can ju- you can just have wrestling matches. And this didn't yeah. have, you know, a feud or anything going into it. It was just they had a match and Carmella won. And I think I think that's OK. It was all right. Um, but yeah, then we had the Bailey segment which was she came out and she did a showcase of women's champions from the past. And she showed Alundra Blaze, Jacqueline, Lita, Tristratus, Ivory, Beth Phoenix, Molly Holly, and Bianca Belair. And was like, look at all these people from the past. None of them are Bailey. I'm great, was basically the sum total of it. Um, and she says that uh, Bianca's naive. And if she's not careful, she's going to end up like everyone else uh, on this list, not on Bailey's level. Um which is cool. She's going to be uh, had a nice little line here. I thought it said she's going to be the first and the last challenger for Bianca Belair because she's going to beat her at Backlash, uh, which was cool. Um, Bianca comes out and cuts her own promo and saying that you think I'm naive, uh-uh, or whatever she says. And uh, that's terrible. I'm never going to do that again. And then um, <laughs> if Bailey did her laugh again, and I still, I know, I know. At least I know why she laughed this week. I just don't like it and i know i'm not supposed to like it because she's a heel i just i just don't like it it's turned the channel heat for me yeah it is a little you know i'm just like if i was watching this on a delay and she started laughing i would skip i would skip Mm. ahead until the beat down and that's not supposed to be the goal exactly yeah i i'd say it's not it's not funny it's just annoying um uh they have a little bit of a brawl and uh, Bailey gets the upper hand by kind of like she was uh, pulling on like her earring and stuff and, and standing on her hair and stuff like that. It was pretty cool. Uh, and Bailey gets the upper hand standing tall. This was all right. Again. Yeah. Fine. Good stuff. I liked, I liked this segment. I don't think there was mm. like, on the whole, there wasn't a whole lot on this show other than the Roman 
related things that I really enjoyed, but this was a good segment. I did like this one. Yeah. Uh, we then got uh, Dominic Mysterio versus Dolph Ziggler. It's very confused as the setup of this one because Dominic mm-hmm. and Ray were in the ring, which to me indicates that they had a match coming up um, in their gear, you know, ready to go. Dirty Dogs come out with the tag titles and Dolph Ziggler cuts a promo saying like, oh, we're on the throwback episode. There's no two better throwbacks than the Dirty Dogs. And then he gets in the ring and says, hey, Dominic, you, you don't belong in my ring. Uh, you're just Ray Mysterio's son. Blah, 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 blah. Oh, you gonna cry? Blah, 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 blah. You know, classic stupid heel stuff. And Dominic's just like, no, I wanna, I wanna fight you because I'm, I'm Dominic Mysterio and I can stand up for myself. I'm, I'm gonna fight. And then uh, Dolph's like, okay, let's have a match then. I was like, well, what were you going to do before? Was it gonna be a tag match between you it guys? Was, no, it was gonna be Dolph and, and Rey Mysterio. I think they threw to that before the break. Oh, it might be. Then I missed that. Um, yeah. okay, so, and then they changed it to Dolph versus Dom, which is fine. <laughs> Um, what was going on with Rey Mysterio's mask? Yeah, I don't know. He had like his he had goggles on. He had like a ski mask. <laughs> goggles really on his dumb. eyes. Yeah, <laughs> really stupid. Um, hmm, sure, whatever. Uh, this match didn't go very long, and Dominic Mysterio got a shock roll-up victory from out of nowhere, which I feel like would have worked much better if Dominic hadn't been wrestling since last year's SummerSlam in actual matches because they're treating it like he's the complete rookie and he's like oh he's gonna win crazy and it's like he's been winning a lot actually he's been wrestling since last year you guys not been paying attention like he wins a lot and also it was against Dolph Ziggler I don't know if you know this but Dolph Ziggler kind of sucks on this show Dolph Ziggler doesn't win matches I get that he's a tag champion right now but if you're gonna try and get me to be like excited about a big win for a young up-and-coming guy he needs to beat someone who's a little bit less damaged than Dolph Ziggler Mm. if he beat Robert Roode I've been like oh that's pretty cool I know Robert Roode doesn't like win very much either but at least he hasn't been around for as long as Dolph Ziggler has you know ah whatever Mm. I did I did laugh when they were like here's here's Dolph Ziggler versus Rey Mysterio and I was like Oh my God. I remember seeing this match 12 years ago. Oh my Lord. If it was for the intercontinental title, I actually would have thought that we're living in like a simulation or something. Just, yeah, this isn't real. And just, uh, we're just going in a circle. Mm-hmm, yeah. Uh, and then we got my favorite part of the show because yeah. it's Reginald versus Tamina. And it physically pains me to say that out loud. Reginald versus Tamina. My first note after hearing the announcement of Reginald versus Tamina in all capitals is effing why with a lot of whys on the end of it. I had a very similar reaction where they're like, oh, here's uh, here's Tamina's opponent for the night, Reginald. And I just went, what? I couldn't comprehend it. It's not possible that the same person who writes this segment writes all the Roman Reigns stuff. I get that that probably has a little bit more Paul Heyman influence, but like, how is it the same show? (sighs) So Reginald is just fighting Tamina. He, He just is now. It's just a thing. And this match was not really a match. It was 
Reginald does some flips. And then Tamina hits a super kick on him because he's done too many flips. And then she goes for a splash. And then Naya and Shayna beat up Tamina to cause a DQ. Which means Tamina wins, technically. But good God, what is the point of any of this? Who's getting over? What's the point? Nothing happens. Reginald was just there. uh... You couldn't even just have Tamina beat Reginald. You had <laughs> no, to protect it has to be a DQ Reginald. Finish. Come on. Why? <laughs> like, I don't get it. I am 100% sold on the idea I had like two weeks ago where they just have a list of finishes backstage and they're like, okay, one's got to be clean, one's got to be distraction, one's got to be a DQ, one's got to be something else. And this was just like, oh, well, we don't have any other matches, so this has got to be the DQ finish. How about you just don't have the DQ finish? (laughs) It's like, who looked at this match? Are they literally picking finishes out of a hat? Because you couldn't just beat Reginald. You had to protect Reginald. This guy who just showed up (laughs) one day and decided to ruin this otherwise lovely show that is SmackDown. Can we get this guy... Off of TV already. <laughs> oh, man. All of it sucks. And I want to clarify again, because I say this all the time, because I don't want people to misconstrue. I have nothing against the person who plays <laughs> Reginald. I'm sure he's a lovely person. But God, everything that this character involved, he just sucks all the life and talent out of every segment he's in. And it sucks. It just, it makes me so angry every time. It's the worst. Oh, God damn. I don't get it. It literally feels like they took a syringe and they pulled 50 cc's out of of raw and they just shot it into SmackDown. (laughs) Nothing else on this show is like this. It's the only segment that is this bad. There are things that might not be great, there are things that might not be as well as done well as they should be, but this is the one thing that's like it's minus five stars every single week. Yeah, you just yeah, yeah, take yeah. the life force of Raw and you just seep it into SmackDown and you yeah. give them a little touch of the bad. It's it's breaking me. We got to move it, on, Pete. It's, it's it's the worst. It's the worst. Um, and also Nia and Shayna then beat up Natalia and Tamina and they stand tall because. Why not? What does it matter at the end of the day? It, you know what? If Natalia and Tamina stood tall at the end of this segment, do you know what I would have had? Exactly the same reaction because it doesn't matter. God, I hate this so much. Uh, all because all because you people <laughs> at WrestleMania had to cheer Tamina. And now they've <laughs> got it into their head that, oh, God, we got to push Tamina, guys. That's the one that they love. Everybody's really invested in this Tamina thing. Oh, God. It, just have them win the titles. Shayna and I can break up, and Reginald can go to the Shadow Realm and never be seen again. We've got to move on, because I'm going to... Oh, man. Okay. <clears throat> we then got... You know what I really liked was this next bit, because each of the two teams in the 10-man tag cut a promo. And if we're talking about the throwback episode, this felt like the really old school Survivor Series promos. It is exactly what they felt like. You have these weird people that should not be on a team together or like this dude's in a crown. This guy's a Nigerian and he's got his his dude with him that's holding this big spear thing. And they're all cutting these weird promos. These guys, 
these guys shouldn't be a team. This is all weird. And Apollo Crews cut a promo. And then it cuts to like the babyface team. They're all just like mishmash of people. And they're like, oh, we're going to cut from, we're going to win. And I'm like, I quite like this. It's really stupid. I love it. It's like the old yeah. Survivor Series stuff. It's cool. They they absolutely should have done these in front of a green screen and just had like 100%. a really old WWE graphic on them. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. Um, but I really liked them. They, they were fine enough. Uh, and then we got that 10-man tag, uh, which was, it's basically the, the, the WWE formula 10-man tag match, which was you have a bit of a match and then everyone gets their spots in and then it's the finish. Um, and you know what? It's fun. I, That's I a like fine formula. Spots in. Yeah. You know, honestly, it, it's, it's like, all right. Yeah, this, this, I will never be, unless you really mess it up, the six, eight, 10 person tag matches are almost always good in WWE. I do have a little bit of a gripe here. I don't know how they came to the conclusion that King Corbin needed to be the one that got the win here. The guy who's yeah. done absolutely nothing this year on SmackDown when mm-hmm. anyone else could have gotten the win and furthered whatever storyline they were going off of. Like mm-hmm. you had the whole intercontinental championship scene here with four different guys who all could have won mm-hmm. this match. You had the yeah. tag team stuff with the street profits and alpha Academy, all that. Like they involved the two guys who've done the least this year and have the least going on to be involved at the finish. And I saw that and was like, what? what? Yeah. Why? Yeah doesn't make any sense because unless this is a way and this is not a good reason to have this finish by the way maybe this is leading into a corbin nakamura feud and they're gonna have a corbin nakamura match at backlash and that's what they're setting this up for it's a bad reason to do that but maybe that's what they were thinking and they went with that maybe i could see that but it just seems weird to me that the whole premise of this match with Sami Zayn going to him and it's all built around the intercontinental title stuff and they yeah. don't have anything to do with any of the IT title guys in the actual finish. Doesn't make any sense to me, but you know, yeah, whatever. It was odd. Um, and then we had the main event segment that we've already spoken about with Reigns, etc. So I will say there wasn't much to the whole throwback stuff. It was a bit of a non-factor in the whole in the show overall. Um, the show long story of Jimmy Uso, uh, Jimmy Uso, it's genuinely one of my favorite things in mm-hmm. most recent in ever. It's just awesome, and I loved everything about it uh building on so many layers of story that we've already got love all of it it's treating the fans that are actually smart not like idiots big thumbs up from me loved all of that everything else on this show i thought was broadly fine Mm. and i think if they didn't have this cesaro reigns j jimmy Heyman story this show would really be in trouble yeah um but with that story which is one of my favorite things in ever it's a four out of five show I think this is an easy four out of five show, personally. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah. when you actually look at it, the only bad things on this show to me were, like, the Reginald stuff and maybe a, an odd finish here and there. But other than that, like, this was a really solid show with a really great storyline running throughout. And mm-hmm. we kind of said this before we went on uh, on the air, but if you took out, like, that hour of Roman Reigns and all of that every week this show could very easily just turn into raw just an hour shorter. Mm. And that is a scary thought. So let's have Roman reigns never need to go away again. Yes. And let's have Heyman stay by his side forever. That would be yeah. great. Thank you. Um, but yes, yeah, so that was the show. Uh, let's get into the rest of your ultra chats. In fact, no, we've got to say thank you to some very special people first. Those are our $25 and above pledge hammers on Patreon. They're back for the month. Almost forgot to do that. You know what? I've even got something before that. I've literally written a note in bold, all in capital, so I don't forget it. And I nearly forgot it. Um, so let's see 
the poll. Let's see what you guys thought. You also thought it was a four out of five show. 53% of you voting for a four out of five show, 10% with a five out of five and 27% with a three out of five. Very much in that four out of five uh, bracket over there, which, yeah, I think that's a smart choice. I, I, yeah. I agree wholeheartedly. Thank you for everyone that voted. Yeah, I um, see some, some people talking about how it was like a bad throwback SmackDown, and so that bumps it down a notch. If you just choose to forget that it was supposed to be a special, then it makes it a little bit easier. I can get not doing that, because that's kind of weird, but, you know, still... But now, we need to say thank you to some very special people. And those are our $25 and above pledge hammers over on Patreon. If you haven't been to WrestleTalk's Patreon page yet, you should. The poll is currently open for WrestleTalk Extra for um, for this month. It's looking like there's still time to vote. But it's looking like right now the lead is TNA Sacrifice 2008 will be the show that Ollie and Luke will be reviewing for this month, which is Steinermaths, baby. That's right. The I was like, what reason a weird that everyone's choice. voting for yeah. It's because it's Steinemass isn't even on the show. It's on Impact beforehand. You aren't even going to see Steinemass when you get the sure people vote for it anyway. Um, but that is currently in the lead. Uh, if you want to change that, by all means, head on over to our Patreon page. At any dollar amount, you can get to vote uh, on the on the poll uh, for Wrestle Extra for this month. And if you pledge at the twenty five dollar or above tier, you get your own custom wrestling nickname, and it gets read out on a show much like this one. So thank you to no one names their kid this anymore, Larry. Woo! Thank you. Thank you. We've got fantastic Mr. Fox, Mr. Goddammit. I, how do I mess this up every time? Fantastic Mr. Good old Fox. Yay. Thank you very much. Will always mark out. <laughs> Will always mark out for Ollie Landrum. Woo. Yeah. Thank you. We, we've got Luke's favorite fan. The one, the only, the awesome Bubba. Woo. Yes. Thank you very much. Need a little build up for this one. Hold on. Ronald Coleman, baby! Yeah. Thank you very much. We got The Vision, Adonis. Woo! Thank you very much. The Roller Coaster, Robert Acosta. Woo! That's Thank a you. good one. I like that mm -hmm. one. <laughs> You've had Johnny be good. You've had Johnny be bad. Here's Ryan be bad. Yeah, Ryan be bad. Thank you very much. Uh, the British Bulldog, Philip Boy J. Smith Jr. Woo! Thank you very Woo! much. We've got the Rocket Dan Van Sky. Dan Van Sky. Woo! Thank you very That's a good much. Name. Shield Maiden, the Zornice. Woo! Thank you very much. The Zornice sending me fan art and making me read German. <laughs> <laughs> We've got he he's a sexy man, not an Andrew Gross man. Yeah, there it is. Not an Andrew Gross man. Gross man. Uh, let's get into the rest of your ultra chats and see what you guys thought. Last call for your ultra chats if you want to get those in. WrestleTalk.com forward slash support. And we'll get through every single one of your messages before the show ends today. Scott Young says, uh, The most annoying thing about Jimmy returning is I now don't know who is who between the Usos. I do because one of them was wearing the Usos merch and the other one wasn't. One of them was wearing a hat the whole time. That's true. Yeah, it's a very easy way to tell them apart. Yep. Um, we'll, I'll do a couple of these and then I'll hand over to you. God, we've got a lot of them. Oh, 
Thank you, everyone, for coming in with your with your ultra chats. It's great. Um, Simone sat. Uh, Simone sat. Carnelos. Uh, nitpick time. Every time WWE does an old school episode, they use '80s logos and generic saxophone music. I get it with Raw, but on SmackDown, I expected a full immersion in attitude slash ruthless aggression era graphics and songs. Great episode, anyway. Hundred percent agree. We talked about it on yeah. the on the show. Yeah, I didn't mention um, it earlier, but they absolutely should have used the Rise Up song with mm-hmm. the current SmackDown stars. Like, no reason for you not to do that, but they yeah. didn't do it. So they, whatever. They even posted a thing on social media which is like the old intro. Just use that on the show. You've already made it. Um, Karen Mirchandani. Sorry. Uh, says that opening segment slash match uh, set up Cesaro, Roman, Seth Roman in the future and planted the seeds of dissent between the Usos and Roman and the match was good. Home run. 100% agree. It was great. Um, (laughs) Cyclone. Brandon. Brandon, my dude. Need to have words with you, my friend. Our lovely moderator, Cyclone, says, Hey, Pete. Hey, Tempest. Reginald, 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 Reginald. Thanks, buddy. Yeah, appreciate it. Great. That's really, it's really great of you. Um, do you want to take over and do a few Tempest? Yeah, let's do it. Uh, so Basil Banks says, Morning, guys. Thought last night's show was great. Two questions for the intangibles. Yeah. First, in honor of Throwback SmackDown, who do you think is the modern SmackDown 6? And second, who could recreate the supermarket brawl? And why is it Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn? Keep up the great work. I think you've got it's that part right. Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah 100%. Um, Smackdown on, six and go through this quickly. Uh, we've got, oh God, a lot of these guys have stopped appearing, but I think you can go like, uh, Ray and Dominic, I think would be good members of a Smackdown six. Um, God, I would, I would have said Murphy for a long time, but he's not on the show anymore. Um, Seth could probably part be part of a Smackdown six. Cesaro should be part of a Smackdown six. Um, I would have said Daniel Bryan, but we know what happened there. Um, and honestly, probably the two, Us- the, the Usos. Yeah, it's a good show. That's a pretty honestly. solid SmackDown six. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, it's pretty good. And uh, Sadie nine, Sadie sixty nine sixty nine Deegan says, "What's up, you cool dudes? Love how in this retro SmackDown they used eighties graphics, even though the show didn't debut until nineteen ninety nine. Bailey looks so good, and I'm excited for her versus Bianca. I get distracted every time Roman is on is on screen. Intangibles for, for, for life. Yes, yeah. man. I, I feel that Roman's an attractive man." Oh yeah, I get distracted too. You know, the story's too good. I uh, I was talking to a friend while I was watching this show, and I Roman. Ha- I hope this is a short story, Tempest, because we've already it run is, over time. It is. <laughs> it is. I was talking to a friend when Roman came out with the 8K camera, and I just said, "You know what? Mm. This man is sex personified. He's just <laughs> that good looking. <laughs> he's, he's he's a very attractive man. Not going to deny is. that one." LJ Mickey says the whole uh, Reigns Uso angle was so good. Bailey Belair was okay, but everything else not that great. I fear that SmackDown Creative is focusing only on Roman, uh, and everything else is just uh, is just doing something meaningless. Thanks for the content, Jam that Jam. I mean, yeah, we kind of talked about that. Fair assessment. Yeah. Yep. Uh, Garrett Albright says also with the Rollins interaction, could see him getting involved with Roman. Could be fantastic to see the SmackDown Savior try to take. Heyman's spot at the table the special console the tribal chief 
Uh, so many great options for Roman storylines. Acknowledge him. It's good stuff. I don't think Ro- yeah, I don't think Paul Heyman is getting away from this, but there's so many options. So many options. Uh, Luke Neal says, "Hey guys, once again, you're great. Just a couple of things. I think Cesaro needs a new finisher in place of the neutralizer, and I don't know why, but I loved Seth and Roman's interaction backstage. Thanks, Tempest, and the real and <laughs> Mister Real Slim Shady. Yeah, you've got your Eminem uh, Eminem hat." On again here, Pete. Uh, Sam Mort says, I am so invested in the Roman storyline and honestly want Jay to be the one to dethrone him. However, I think eventually it will be Drew. It's interesting. I don't necessarily think uh, Drew's going to win the title, but there's a long way before uh, Roman should be losing this title, I think. So you never know. Things could change. Yeah, I agree. And then um, Judas Macias says, I actually like the Reginald and Tamina match. I don't see what you guys are complaining about. I also think Roman is boring. Same old guy in another package. Well, you're just Mr. Bad Take Machine, aren't you there, Judas? Well, you know, Ro- Roman bad, Reginald good. There are mm. people with every opinion, it seems. Yeah, totally. Be- and you are perfectly yeah. entitled to your opinion. You're also entitled yep. to be wrong, which you are. Yep. Uh, Big I Coteas says this SmackDown was frustrating to watch. I got the Roman story is the big thing, but do they really need to take up so many spots throughout the entire night? I'm not a big fan of the story, so I'm in, but uh, so I'm in a minority. But still, I mean, I if you don't like the story and it takes up that much of the show, I can see why that'd be frustrating. Uh, I yeah. think it's justified with the quality of the story because I find the story so good. I think it justifies having that much time. But that's yeah. just me. Yeah. Oh God. I've seen what's coming up. Uh, some stupid oh. punks. Yeah. Some stupid punk says, I'm just catching up on the stream. Hearing Denise not understand desperate baby faces uh, pleading not to throw Jericho. Yep. Denise, the heel strikes again. That's from, from yesterday's show. Thank you very much. Some stupid punk, but yeah, so we'll pass <laughs> the message on, along to Denise. Don't worry. Oh God, Dan, what have you done? Mayor of Painesville, Dan says, good afternoon, Tempest and Pete. Are you ready for some German? Okay, do you, do you want me to try this time? Because you did the you, last one. Do you want to go? Do you want to give Just, German a try? You, you did the last one. I feel like it's only fair. Uh, How, I sure. have, however, seen that there is one word that takes up an entire line. Oh, one my word. God. All right. Yeah, go for it. <clears throat> Here we go. Guten Abend, mein Freunde. <laughs> mein <laughs> Lieblingsport auf Deutsch ist... Okay, here's the long one. <clears> hmm. <throat> Hmm. Rind Fleisch Ticketierung Super Garmin Uber Track Sets Ich Leibe Och Which apparently Thank you mods Translates into Good evening my friends My favorite word in German is Beef Labeling Supervision Task Transfer Law I love you thanks dan, thanks, for dan. we we <laughs> love you too yeah and, and the last yeah. ultra chat we've got for the day is from Bazo bank saying so why did everyone just decide to die at the end of the 10-man tag kevin owens dumped on his head chad somehow levitating when dawkins rushed uh rushed him before landing hard on the floor and good god no one likes to catch montez but otis head sure did catch those feet yeah yeah they wiped each other out. Oh. Yeah, that well, that's was, uh... for our ultra chats for the day. Oh, Sorry, I'm I'm still reeling German. from the German, honestly. 
Yeah. Uh, goodness oh, me. goodness gracious me. Yeah. Um, and that's the show, everyone. I hope you enjoyed our you, positivity. How do you say sorry in German? I need to know. All right, I've got some emails here for you, Tempest. Um, ooh, what do we want to do? I haven't pre-read any of these emails. Ooh, this is, ooh. we're getting adventurous today. Um, let's see here. If you guys want to email in, by the way, support at WrestleTalk.com is the place to do it. Uh, and uh, just put something in the headline, the subject to the email, like, I know, the intangibles are the best, and we know that it's for us, and we can we can read it out. Um, and we know that you're a smart person if you put that in the headline as well. Exactly, yeah. Uh, we've got one here from uh, Devon that was emailed in last week about Roman's new music, uh, saying, Aloha, Tempe. Tempe. Mm, don't know if I like that one, but aloha. Intangibles. Let's go with that. Um, Did that new entrance song for Roman sound familiar to anyone? The tempo, beat, and even keys are very similar to Cry Me a River by Justin Timberlake. Probably not intentional, but wondering if you guys hear it too. Well, I won't be able to not hear it now. Yeah, I need to... I need a minute to process that. Hold on. Wait. I can kind of hear it. Hmm. Oh no, Devin, what have you done? God. What have you done, Devin? Oh, terrible. Um, thank you for the email though. Appreciate it. Thanks for <laughs> thanks Ru- for ruining Roman's music for me. <laughs> Appreciate it. <laughs> God damn it. Oh, um God. what do we got? Um got an email here from Ethan. Oh, this is about uh, uh sleep talking. Um oh, yes. stupid things you've done when you're half asleep. We ask people to to email in about that. Ethan says, Hey Chopper and Tempest. Uh, my partner absolutely hates me after I finish a night shift. Mostly while I nod in and out of sleep, I've been making promises to clean or pick children up from school without remembering a bar of it. I accidentally missed picking up our seven-year-old after school because I slept all through the alarms and woke up to loud banging on my door. Now I make sure to set multiple alarms just so I don't forget again. Regards, Ethan. Yeah, that one's that one's relatively serious you know picking up yeah. children that's kind of yeah that's an important thing to do so i would i'd not recommend forgetting that um <laughs> thanks <Yeah>. Ethan. <laughs> <laughs> i can't compare i don't have kids so i can't i can't uh, i can't relate unfortunately yeah nor do i i don't think i've ever had to like i've slept in and and missed something like really major like i may have been late for work or mm-hmm. late for school or whatever but yep. if i'm being totally honest i'm uh i've never i was never really the best student so i don't really <laughs> care about missing a little bit of school here and there yeah and if i missed yeah. uh if i missed the first hour of my retail job oh well i i can, <laughs> I, I can deal with that wrestle talk does not contain the actions of tempest the wrestler <laughs> uh, you should all be very studious and uh, turn up on time for your for your work uh i actually i slept through um my alarm for the very first shift for a job i had once once upon a time um good first impression i made which yeah. was great um somehow i kept that job don't know how but you know i did um <clears throat> got another one here from juan uh lost intangibles to wrestle talk is the subject of the email thank you you're great um all i do it uh, oh whoa all i then there we go i completely fumbled <laughs> that one 
thanks, Han. Um, I do have a few more half-asleep stories. Once as a kid, I remember that I woke up and was half-naked. Then when I got up, I, I saw my pants and underwear on the floor, and they were wet. I still don't know what really happened that day. <laughs> there was another time. Wait, you can't just move on. There was another time. <laughs> you, you need to resolve this. What do you mean? What kind of wet? Like you'd been in a swimming pool or like you'd pissed yourself? We need to know. Like, hmm. We need a follow-up email, Juan. I need to, we need, we need to get to the bottom of this. Uh, there was another time when a friend woke me up at 3 a.m. to do something and he thought I was going to murder him with my pillow. Apparently, I looked at him with viciousness while holding my pillow. Keep up the good work. Jam that jam. Okay, so we've gone from not picking up kids to having wet underwear and now we've got, I will murder you with a pillow. I feel like we're, we're quite at extreme ends on the spectrum here. I was going to say, those three things cover a lot of ground. Mm. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, potential wow. potential bedwetting, potential murder, and actual mm -hmm. child neglect. <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly what it is. Yeah, perfect. Uh, thanks for the email, Juan. <laughs> Um, uh, God, have we got any more? I feel like there's one. I feel like I had one. Oh, yeah. I had a story about, I guess I must have been sleepwalking. Um, <clears throat> this was when I was very, very young. I must have been like six or seven, maybe. Um, uh, and I somehow got up in the night, walked downstairs. I don't remember any of this. Uh, walked downstairs and went underneath, uh, that like the cupboard under the stairs, essentially. And uh, I set the um, all the alarms going in the house, like the fire alarm and the and the the burger alarm and everything that they'd set. I, I I set them all off in the middle of the night. Don't know how I did it. I couldn't tell you how to do it now. Like, uh, but I pressed the right sequence of buttons apparently while I was half asleep. And then I woke up because of the noise and found myself under there and didn't know what to do. So I just could put my hands over my ears and crouched and just stayed oh, there until someone came and got me, <laughs> which was wow. my dad, who was quite angry. <laughs> See, subconscious new, so, damn it, subconscious you knows how to do that. So yeah. if you're, if you're really, maybe you're like a sleeper agent and that's the one thing you were mm. trained how to do. So if you're ever <laughs> in the position where you need to set off that alarm again, maybe you'll just know how to do it instinctually. Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. Um, we've got, um, uh, we've got another email here from Jonathan Hedman. I want to say get well soon, by the way, Jonathan Hedman, for absolutely thing that happened, which I won't say on air in case you don't want me to say it. But uh, yeah, I uh, hope you get well soon, buddy. Um, I've got one here that says good appropriate time of day, intangibles to smackdown. Intangibles to smackdown. Intangibles to wrestle talk. We'll go with that. Yeah, we, yeah, we, we're we not supersede. On yeah, we, we supersede just smackdown. Um, I wanted to get your thoughts on a couple of things. While it was nice to see SmackDown basically turn into an episode of primetime wrestling, and while it wasn't the actual fist, it was nice to see the fist. But darn it, I really wanted to see the original open of SmackDown with current wrestlers. Meh, it is what it is. Anyway, and I apologize for asking a question I asked on the Friday show, but do you guys have a wrestle wish for the rest of the year? Right now, my biggest wish is that Raw becomes good. I'm thinking <laughs> small and wishing for good before I wish for great. Uh, anyway, take care, and I apologize for any grammatical errors. It's been a weird week. Jam that jam. That's still um, a big wish. That that is a, that's a very big wish. Um, a wrestle wish for the rest of the year. Um, I mean, I just wish that we can have full buildings and good shows, and 
just a grand old time with fans in the stands and yeah. everyone's being like safe and responsible and that we don't have to worry about this sort of thing. Mm. And hopefully in doing so, and that goes for like everywhere, not just for the American yeah. companies. Like I hope all of the, the Japanese companies can run safely. All the UK based companies can run safely. All the, all the Mexican companies can run safely and hopefully at that point we can get like proper integration with all of the different companies like it kind of mm. looked like it was going to happen you know six months ago even where there are so many companies now that are all interconnected with one another you know i i could do like a, a weird web that connects mm -hmm. like almost all the major companies you know in the world right now besides like wwe and maybe a couple japanese companies but there's so much potential there for exciting stuff to happen and it's just being stopped by this roadblock that mm. is the pandemic right now so if that disappears not only will we have fans in the buildings and that's just a much better more fun way to watch wrestling in general but also we can see some really cool stuff yeah 100 agree with you on that one um i'm struggling to think of a wrestle wish that isn't just really boring because my my instinct to just to be like i just want all the shows to be good so that everyone's just happy watching the shows like watch what you want to watch and everyone's happy doing it it's like want to watch nxt it's good you want to watch AEW? it's good want to watch run smackdown it's good like i just want stuff to be good it won't be and everyone hates it and everyone's very like well you like this thing which means i hate you kind of thing i i, I just that's what i want there's my wrestle wish i want people to be nicer it's not even really a wrestle wish, but it's it's kind of a wrestle wish because the <laughs> wrestling community is terrible uh, yeah. online. Um, that, but, that's, uh, a, yeah. that's a good wish. That's a good wish, Pete. Yeah. Everyone should be nicer to each other. There's a hot take for you today. Um, yeah. Should we do another email? Let's do one more email. Let's go crazy. Let's do another email. Oh, go crazy. crazy. I know. It's, it's wild today. Go on here from Juan Gabriel. And um, this will be the last email today. Remember, get in your emails for next week because I've kind of gone through all the ones we had. Uh, support at WrestleTalk.com. Give us some more for next week. Uh, Juan Gabriel says, what's up, LIW? Hey, it's catching. Um, I hope you guys hope you guys are having a great weekend. I have two things I want to share with you. The Usos Roman storyline just got really interesting with Jimmy coming back and not falling in line with the Tribal Chief. So many possibilities for this mouthwatering storyline to ascend into new heights, and I'm hyped. What do you think about this, and how should it play out? We've almost certainly talked about that on the main show, which we haven't technically recorded yet, but <laughs> I'm sure we've spoken about it because it's the main talking point. So you'd listen to that. Uh, number two, I have a small but proud wrestling accomplishment. I recently moved into my brother's house until I get approved for my very own, uh, my very own place and my first townhome. On Wednesday, he comes into my room and I'm watching Blood and Guts and he sees Chris Jericho wrestling. He's a lapsed fan that never really went back into it like I have. However, he was intrigued by AEW and the whole match. We started watching the show and he enjoyed it. I told him that there was a really great match that I recommended if he would like to watch it. And he said, sure. Turned on the TV and I put on Andrade Cien Almas versus Johnny Gargano at TakeOver Philadelphia. We started watching it and his fiance sits down with us and watches it too. Long story short, they both loved the match and wanted more matches. I showed them the NXT North American Championship ladder match at TakeOver New Orleans. They loved it and want more. This is the first time that I was able to show someone who was a lapsed fan and a new person to wrestling and have them interested. I, of course, told them to not watch Raw at all and to watch the main event story on SmackDown. However, to watch NXT and AEW if they want great wrestling. I feel accomplished. This is all I have for this week. Thanks for being great like always. Your email chief and head of the emails one gabriel that's a great accomplishment well done good choice of matches by the way 
Oh yeah, you are doing the Lord's work in wrestling right now, Juan. Yeah. I don't think that there are better matches from NXT you could have shown. Those are quite possibly my two favorite NXT matches ever. So mm-hmm. you get you get Tempest's seal of approval with those choices. Absolutely, yeah. It and it depending what you wanted to show them as well. If you want like top tier wrestling caliber, you're gonna do the the you know the uh, Gargano Almas match. If you want like the spectacle, you're gonna do the the ladder match, which is just kind of like high spots. For me, I would also consider doing Shinsuke versus Sammy from Takeover Dallas, just for the crowd and like the interaction between like of the the, the tension of the crowd, like being into every single thing that happens and like the magic of wrestling. Like that would be a a high contender for me to show someone new as well. Just to be like, look, it's great. Everyone loves it. Isn't it cool? Look at this yeah. crowd. And you get um, that Nakamura entrance too. Oh, oh, it'd be so good. Dude, it's so good. Uh, anyway, that is going to do it uh, for this uh, week's episode. Thank you very much, everyone, for listening. We really do appreciate your support. Get any emails for next week. I don't have any more to read. Um, uh, support at wrestletalk.com. Uh, also, thanks for your support. Also, I'm off next week. Soz, <laughs> I'm going to be away. I'm not on NXT. I'm not on SmackDown. So get, get in your emails, but they won't be for me to read. They'll be for someone else. Uh, anyway, yes, we'll see you guys later. I'll be back. Don't worry. We've got Backlash next week as well. So stay tuned for that too. Take care of each other. We love you very much. Stay safe. Goodbye. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.